For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is the perfect time of year for betting. And of course, Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With March Madness upon us, into the final four we go. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbooks experts. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here with so much to talk about on the Believe in Clippers podcast. Of course, the trade deadline last week, uh, the Clippers' recent win streak, that came to an end the, uh, the other night, but uh, still looking really good recently. And, of course, uh, more transactional news with uh, potentially DeMarcus Cousins in the fold. So a lot to talk about uh, for the Clippers and what's going on with them. Alex, uh, what's going on? How you doing? All right, doing good, man. Doing really good, Jess. Yeah, and it's been, as we said, it's been an eventful last week or so for, for the Clippers. And, of course, I think... I think we have to start at the at the trade deadline for you know obviously just one move for the Clippers but a, a significant one at that with with Lou Williams you know a, a fan favorite someone who's meant a lot to the organization uh, being shipped out and the team bringing in uh, Rajon Rondo uh, to try to help them for their playoff push so just first impressions what did you think of the trade um, you know what you're losing in Lou Williams what you're gaining in Rondo what are your thoughts on the deal yeah for sure I I uh, I definitely got to say this for for the most part, um, you know I'm a big Luke fan, you know just for him, um, always been a, a true competitor, you know and and a leader coming off the bench, um, he could be a starter anywhere on the planet of basketball, you know what I mean that plays basketball, but uh, he's a he's an unbelievable scorer and a great talent man, and um, the the Clippers would definitely be missing him um, for what he brought to the table for sure. But uh, I think um, they're going with a situation where they need, you know, a leadership where the point guard is not going to be as far as not so much shaky, but it's more of a mentorship of getting these guys geared and ready for getting over that hump that we normally talk about um, throughout the course of that Clipper um, <laughs> tragic war that hits every <laughs> every now and then, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, on both ends of it, for, on the Lou Williams side of it, uh, it was – it was a really interesting trade because it was at the time when it's announced, it's a little bit of a gut punch just from how much, you know, I know personally I've loved watching Lou. I know you've said the same, and I think most of Clipper nation agrees with that. And um, just knowing what he's meant to the team and how much the team meant to him, you know, he didn't want to be traded. He had talked about, you know, thinking about retiring uh, instead of going somewhere else, but, you know, ended up getting traded back home to Atlanta, which he was comfortable with. So it it was tough. And, And this, this team and organization, owes a lot to Lou Williams for kind of that transitional period when they when they moved on from Blake Griffin, um, you know, didn't really know what the identity was. That was really built by by Lou Williams and, of course, Patrick Beverly and Montres Harrell at the time. So, you know, Lou Williams 
help this franchise kind of turn that corner and become attractive again, stay competitive. And, uh, you know, the team owes a lot to him. So that part of it uh, was definitely tough. And then, and then, like you said, uh, you still see the rationale for it with, with Rondo, who granted has, has struggled in the regular season, but, but we've seen it as recently as last playoffs where he made a huge dramatic impact on the Lakers and them winning the championship. So the Clippers are obviously hopeful that they get playoff Rondo, that version of, of Rondo and the player that he is and that he can provide, you know, a lot of those intangible things, like you said, leadership, his passing ability, you know, more defensive prowess. So you get the move, uh, you know, I think it's a good one, but it's also a, it's a tough one to swallow for sure. No, for sure, for sure. And we know definitely, um, as a veteran standpoint, um, you're just definitely telling your team, just get me to the playoffs and I'll do the rest, you know, from that standpoint. So Rajon Rondo, um, at, at, at his at his best, is in the playoff mode, you know what I mean? And that's when he locks in. He's more serious and taking things um, um, as an attribute as far as winning a championship. And that's the number one goal that these Clippers have in their back of their back of their mind, you know. So all or nothing right now. So they definitely need somebody that's been there that can actually lead them on along the way and figure out how to get over these things that um, obstacles that they need to for sure. Yeah, and we've seen the Clippers' offense this year has been really phenomenal. They're I think just overtook the Nets for the best offense in the league and is on pace for you know statistically the best offense of all time right now. So they're clearly mm-hmm. you know they're humming along, but. You know, we've seen these stretches in games, you know, one of them recently or the other night against the Magic, which I don't know if you can put a whole lot of stock into because they were so shorthanded and fatigued from a lot of games in a row. But, you know, in those games where the the offense stagnates a little bit or, you know, it seems like the players are getting a little tense, having another guy who's been there who can orchestrate things, uh, I think helps a lot. And I don't necessarily think the Clippers needed a point guard, but to have one who kind of has that pedigree and awareness, I think can only help the team rather than than hurt it with with what Rondo has proven that he can provide through pretty much every playoff experience he's been in, no matter what team he's had, you know, big impacts in the playoffs. Yeah, big impact, big impact. Every every team he's been on, you know, Boston, uh, the Lakers for sure. it's going to be huge, you know what I mean? I think the shenanigans of the old Rondo have been a, a character, you know what I mean, outside of basketball, <laughs> um, is out, out the window, you know what I mean? He's more, more, you know, well-equipped in understanding how to how to go about things, you know what I mean? So I think the energy and drive right now is just focusing on making sure he's healthy, most importantly, you know, as a veteran, and he's ready to actually compete at the highest level possible in the playoffs and, and winning that chip. Yeah, and you mentioned something important there, which of course is important for every team, but it, I feel like it's amplified with the Clippers, and and that's health. You know, Rondo right now hasn't played yet. You know, he's had a little um, stomach adductor injury that he's recovering from, but he should be back soon. But it's kind of been the story for the Clippers for many different years in the past, including this one as well, where injuries are are a, are a huge part of it. And and we look at it right now. Uh, obviously, Patrick Beverly and Serge Ibaka have been out for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like Ibaka is that close. Beverly seems like he should be getting back soon. Uh, you know, Paul George has missed the last two games. Marcus Morris has missed two out of three. Kawhi missed one last week. So, you know, these are all really key guys. And and we've heard even in the past, you know, Doc Rivers echo this that you got to get a little lucky sometimes to win in the playoffs. And I think that's that's what he means is you got to have your full team ready and healthy, and hopefully for the Clippers. You know, these injuries they're dealing with now can can heal up and they can be full strength going into the playoffs. 
No, for sure, for sure. I, and I, I definitely, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man that played basketball with no excuses. You know what I mean? I would play basketball with one ear and <laughs> you know half a nostril, breathing out. Um, but think of, think of the whole situation as far as the bubble, how you know random it just came, and everybody's playing basketball to that standpoint, and how fast you know basketballs came in this year. You know what I mean? It was a little window for everybody to even like get a breathing room of a vacation or, or a relaxing moment they had to get right back into playing mode you know what i mean for for that standpoint that the the los angeles lakers and miami heat for instance you know what i mean they just came right back within four weeks and now they're playing a full 82 game season so it's coming to a point where it didn't catch you then it's going to catch up now you know what i mean and the way you go about it is you have to play um, your your young guys, you know, you have to really have that leadership, and I see the Clippers actually leading towards that now, um, getting these guys some minutes, you know. So that's the beautiful thing about it right now is the young guys are stepping up and doing a great job and uh, leading the way as much as possible. Yeah, and, and to your point about the the Lakers and the Heat, obviously they've both had tons of injury issues as well. Uh, with the Lakers, of course, without LeBron and AD for for quite a while right now, but uh, mm-hmm. on on the young aspect of things, it's it's really refreshing, honestly, for the Clippers because we've seen, you know, here and there they've had a player like like Shea Gillis Alexander who's just that talented, or he's going to be good no matter what. But you know, player development has been an issue for this team in the past. I think that's why they brought in guys like Kenny Atkinson and Chauncey Billups and Dan Craig, and it clearly is having an immediate impact. You give all the credit to the players themselves, but the staff is clearly helping them along, and in, in the development and the rapid progression for. For Terrence Mann in particular, I know Luke Kennard is stepping up big now. He's playing a lot yeah, better, but Amir Coffey as well. But we really look at Terrence Mann, and and we talked about at length early, you know, before the season, what he could develop into, and all of a sudden it seems to have clicked for him. He's looked extremely good. What have you seen from Terrence Mann that that has impressed you in this recent stretch? Man, I think Terrence Mann always had that tenacity and that drive to actually proving himself. You know what I mean? Um, coming from Florida State, he he always had a chip on his shoulder, you know, knowing that he can actually play at this level. So I didn't see no fear in this guy's eyes when I seen him, you know, in in the summer league, um, all the way up until this point now, as far as last year as well, too. He's, he's a dog, man. He wants to compete at the highest level. He's picking guys up, you know, um, (laughs) you see him playing against, you know, uh, Donich, you know, going full speed, doesn't care about, you know, the name on the back of his jersey at all. He's trying to prove himself and stay on that court more, most, uh, as much as possible. So um, I'm a big fan of Terrence for sure. And I always said that. I know you're, you're a fan of it too, uh, Jess. And, and we're cheering for him every minute that he gets. Um, we know that he's going to give something on that court, you know what I mean? And that's definitely heart and uh, a drive of actually just competing, you know. So you can always expect that to happen um, every single night in game when he steps on that court. Yeah, no question. And, and I think that uh, for Terrence, uh, a lot of the pressure was taken off of him when he wasn't necessarily pegged to this year to be as much of a point guard as the Clippers tried to force him to be last year. And True. ironically, as that happens, he's now making some great plays with the ball in terms of his, his passing and playmaking. So without the pressure of the point guard, it seems like his game has been able to, to flourish. It's just a slashing wing who can also create for others. And, and you throw in the fact that he's you know, on top of his defense, on top of his finishing at the rim, he's starting to knock down the three-point shot and not hesitate on those shots. And it's really opened up the floor for, for him and his teammates with his ability to find them. So I think 
you know, there's so many things that have been impressive about Terrence Mann, but his rise was, I think, in large part due to why the Clippers felt comfortable, you know, in a trade where they dealt someone like Lou Williams, where they had another young option who's proven he can score now, make plays for others. So I think that, along with what Rondo brings, was was a reason the Clippers felt comfortable with, you know, Mann, Kennard stepping up, what Rondo can bring, that they saw the development in these young players and that knew that, you know, that could be something that could be helpful for them going forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But with a guy like Mans too, I mean, his, his length and his height, um, it was a great idea to actually play him at point guard, just to see the awareness of where the court is at, where guys were going to be at, and getting a feel for having the ball in your hand. And that was a, that was a great um, um, toolish to have him playing the point guard. So now he's more comfortable playing any position because he knows where guys are going to be at and, to, and where to actually, you know, see the guys when the help is coming and stuff like that. I remember when Detroit picked me up, I was definitely not ready to play point guard, but they made me a point guard. And I wanted to play two guard, but I had to bring the ball and play point guard. Mm-hmm. But it helped me so much of knowing where guys were going to be at and where the positions that are at and where you get your shots at and stuff. And then when I actually came back the second year and playing my rifle position as a two guard, as a wing, um, the game became a lot smoother for me, a lot fluent, and a lot more poised. And that's what I'm seeing in T-Man right now. It's like a lot more poised, and he's not rushing, you know, situations. He's really taking things that that are happening, and he's really aggressive when he's getting that rock and shooting the ball with 100% confidence and no twitching his shot at all or, or, or setback. He's not trying to knock every single shot down. So that's the thing that I love about it for sure. You can see it any. Yeah, he's been he's been really impressive and, and a huge bright spot for the Clippers. And uh, what has been, I don't want to call it a turnaround because they've been a good team all year long, but, uh, yeah. you know, there was that stretch for about a month, you know, six weeks, whatever it was, where, you know, the Clippers hadn't won two in a row. They would trade off wins and losses and seemed to be just trying to find their identity and their footing uh, and we, I think we finally saw what hopefully is a turning point. You know, the Clippers have been playing really well over the past couple of weeks in particular. But you look back to that Atlanta game on March 22nd. They had just come off a, a pretty easy win against the Hornets. Uh, you know, they got off to a hot start against the Hawks and then completely you know, kind of lost their aggressiveness and their footing, went down by 22. Uh, and Tyrone Lue made the decision to pull all of his starters out of the game. He went with a lineup that featured who we just talked about, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, some of the other guys off the bench, and it really sparked the team not only in that game where they came back to win on a, on a furious run in the third and fourth quarter, but since then they went on to you know extend that win streak to six games in a row with wins over the Spurs, the Sixers, the Bucks going away. These are games the Clippers were still shorthanded in as well. Uh, that win streak came to an end against Orlando on the second end of a back-to-back when they were missing a bunch of guys, but uh, I, I don't think that undermines how impressive this stretch has been and kind of how big that moment was in the Atlanta game to seemingly kind of make something click for the Clippers in what they have to do and how they have to play. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, that was just a stepping stone to like, listen, guys, you guys you guys suck right now. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys, suck. Uh, I, it happens, you know what I mean? I, I've seen it happen before where the coach really was like, all right, you guys are, guys are not getting it done i'm gonna give somebody that that is going to get it done and that's literally just if we lose we're going to lose with heart and and tom and lou actually pulled the plug on everybody you know what i mean they was they was playing awful really bad you know from that standpoint so uh, i think it was a great decision for him to do that 
uh, just letting them know that, you know what I mean, that we can't be playing like this for sure, you know. And uh, I think that was the best thing for them uh, from that standpoint. They've been they've been cooking on all cylinders. So I think that was a great play for Tyrone Blue to actually step in and give them like, yo, this is not going to happen. <laughs> We're playing doo-doo, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and, you know, it's obviously not all directly related to Terrence Mann, but I think there are certain things that, that he's done that have helped the Clippers in specific areas of need, where you talk about his downhill attack, getting inside. He's helped them get to the free throw line more, which we discussed in previous weeks that they really need to do. He's helped with their defense. And then, of course, you throw in, you know, Kawhi doing his normal thing, being dominant, uh, but also the addition of, of, of Zubats into the starting lineup with, you know, with Ibaka hurt. Zubats has been great, and especially for the team's defense and rebounding, uh, you know, really in the past couple weeks as the lone center on the roster has been holding it down big time. And we've seen not only more free throw attempts, but defensively in this past couple week stretch, the Clippers number one in the league after having struggles throughout the year. So we've talked about their defensive potential. We're starting to finally see that kind of form itself as well. So that's been really nice to see. No, for sure. I think so, for sure. And the kind of guy, and the kind of teams they're playing right now, um, it's not so much as far as the the, the talent that's going to win. It's the heart, you know what I mean. And these guys that you just mentioned, as far as Zubox and Man, they got the heart um, to overcome that. And you know, they always say hard work beats talent every day, for sure. If you're not going to be, if you're going to be the talented talented one out there, and you're not going to play with heart, um, people. Have, that underdogs are going to, you know what I mean, take over, you know. So you got to have that mixture of guys that can actually lead the way, like Terrence and, and, and Zubox, that will give them that extra statistics that's not shown on the stat sheet, you know what I mean, of hustle plays and stuff like that that's needed to get over those things as far as getting those wins and turning things around. Yeah, and you, when you think about the Clippers and, and what made them attractive in kind of those in-between years we talked about with Lou was – was really the grittiness and heart that they played with. And, you know, they still have, of course, Patrick mm-hmm. Beverly. They got Marcus Morris. They've got, as we said, Mann and Zubats. And, you know, some guys that will definitely bring it on any given night. And when you combine that with the ultra-talented people who also work hard, like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, you know, True. you need both elements of it uh, to really be a championship team or a team with championship aspirations. And, you know, when this team puts it all together – uh, you can see that it's just about doing it consistently. And over the past couple weeks, we've finally seen it in a consistent fashion where, like you said, they've played some some tough teams, some teams that have had lower records. But regardless, the effort has been the same. You know, the win over Milwaukee was, was one of the better ones of the year. They were, again, very shorthanded. Sure. Ended up, you know, blowing them out down the stretch. And that's without Paul George, without Beverly, uh, without Ibaka. But, you know, as you said, other guys, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Zubats, they all, Marcus Morris, they all stepped up and, and really, you know, showed just how deep this team can be uh, when they're at full strength. That's love. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. 
Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. I don't relax well. That's what a lot of people say. And with life being especially crazy right now, it's just hard for you to shut off your brain and chill. You overthink and get easily stressed out, and it sucks. So I did the homework for you and found out that Sunday Scaries are the perfect solution. They're delicious and vitamin-boosted CBD gummies. They become a must-have in your daily routine, and they can chill you out in just about 20 minutes. Basically, they help you take the edge off so you can maintain your composure and live scare-free. And there's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your discount. That's promo code BELIEVE for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Playoff rotation and depth is one of them. And before we get to that exactly, the news that came out today, um, he still has to clear health and safety protocols, but... Clippers look like they're going to sign DeMarcus Cousins to a 10-day contract. Whether they sign him, you know, for the rest of the year is still up to be seen. But, you know, at least in, in the in the meantime, uh, with Serge Ibaka still out, you mentioned Zubat's really the only center. Uh, there is a need there for another big man. So what are your thoughts on, on Cousins, who's clearly had a lot of injuries, still super talented, uh, especially on the offensive end, don't know what he can do defensively, but... Uh, someone who's clearly a talented player, has a relationship with Rondo and Patrick Patterson. What are your thoughts on on DeMarcus Cousins and what he can bring to the team, uh, if anything? Um, it, 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 it might sound weird, but it's just the disruptiveness. You know what I mean? I think the, the he's going to be the elephant in the room, the, the guy that's not going to be shy to say certain things that need to be said that probably that everybody's thinking. You know what I mean? He's going to actually put that fire in people and make them play at a higher standard than what they're playing. You know what I mean? So he brings that out of people um, just off a vocal standpoint. Um, Rajon Rondo is one character that um, does the same thing. You know what I mean? So if you got somebody in the front court and the back court that's pushing you um, like these two gentlemen, um, you're going to see some things that come out of you that that you knew that was – that. In that that you knew that can come out, but at the same time, it's going to be some fire that's coming up. People that on both ends, offense and defense, you know. So um, to have somebody like that, um, as far as the uh, uh, Marcus Cousin on your team, man, that's 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 some great energy. You know what I mean? That's some really great energy. You know, so I see that's going to be one of the most main characters that's going to really take over if he's healthy as well too you, we see him struggling a lot with the with his health um just having him understand what kind of atmosphere that he's coming into um is key and what the goal is the main tar- targeting goal and i think he has that same attribute i don't think he would come in and won nothing less than more than winning a championship for sure yeah, and I think even before the signing of Cousins, one of the things Lawrence Frank mentioned when he was asked about the buyout market was kind of what you're alluding to. Someone who can come in and perform, but also 
accept their role if there's someone who's going to come in and they're not necessarily going to play a lot. And while Cousins, I'm sure, mm-hmm. rightfully for himself, feels like he's still you know a star level player because he's been that. Uh, we have seen in recent years, you know, he's been willing to accept his role, whether it was in Houston, whether it was with the Lakers last year. You know, he hasn't really complained about his minutes, and I think with him being around guys that he's familiar with, like Rondo and and Patterson, as we said, and a couple of other guys, uh, like you said, he wants that goal of winning a championship. So I don't think his minutes will necessarily be huge, kind of similar to what we saw last year with, with Joakim Noah. He'll just be another presence and, you know, kind of plug and play. But um, in terms of a spark, I think it's it's worth a shot. And as you said, if, if he is healthy uh, offensively, he can give you a lot. He can help you in the rebounding department. So uh, I think it's a worthwhile risk. And like you said, if it's a 10-day and, for whatever reason, it feels like it's not a fit. Then you can just kind of move on it and, and go set you go your separate ways. No, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just all on him. I I would believe. You know what I mean? If he thinks that this is a good fit for him, he's going to show it for sure. Um, so that's that's good enough time, ten days to see if that's going to work. Um, if it can gel, if it can make sense, um, if he's coming in healthy, um, he's definitely going to play within those ten days for sure. Uh, so the team, I would think, needs him. But at the same time, does he need the team? You know what I mean? So it's a lot of questions involved with these little 10 days, you know. But it's going to be something that um, we're going to get something out of, for sure, at the end of the day. Yeah, like you said, in the short term, at least, uh, you know, with Ibaka seeming like he's going to be out a little while longer, there is that need for another big man. So there'll be, there'll be some opportunity for Cousins. So that'll be really interesting to see, you know, when he... Yeah, when he does absolutely. come aboard, what that looks like and, you know, what kind of minutes he could potentially get. And and that then leads into what I was, you know, alluding to before. Playoff rotation, when it's all said and done. What, if this team gets fully healthy, like we hope they do, there's a lot of guys who have proven themselves worthy. But we know in the playoffs, rotations usually shrink. You know, it could be could be eight guys, could be nine or ten, but it's definitely not going to be a, you know, a 12-man rotation. So... No. <laughs> Come playoff time, who gets those minutes for you? And we know the the key guys that will definitely 100% get minutes. It's obviously Kawhi, Paul George, and Marcus Morris. You know, you throw Zubats and Ibaka in there. Uh, and then from there, a lot of the, you know, the point guard, backup guard spots are the ones that are really in play, where you have, yeah. you know, Beverly, who you would think would play if he's healthy. Of course, there's Terrence Mann in there. There's Kennard. Mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson has been great. Uh, Rondo, of course, was just added. You know, all of those guys are not going to get minutes. So, uh, in your eyes, who who do you see being the guys in the playoff rotation? Does it does it depend on the matchup? Or how do you see that playing out? Yeah, I think it definitely does depend on the matchup for sure. But um, you know, I think I think Nicholas Batum, I, I would stamp him right then and there. You know what I mean? Besides yeah. the guys yeah. that you know that generally going to play. Um, Nicholas Batum is definitely here to play playoff minutes. You know, nothing shy of that at all. Um, and they can probably be just, you know, resting him his legs right now or whatever the case may be, just pulling him off and see if he can actually play, you know, off the bench. They're, they're, they're trying to figure that out. Um, but the time is now for that, for sure. But we know Nicholas Batum is definitely geared up and ready to play for playoff minutes. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Beverly, uh, we know his, his drive and his demeanor. Uh, but sometimes it's always not good. Um, the, the chaoticness as far as um, the spontaneous of what you're going to get, you know, he's actually been evolving into a really great player um, offensively um, throughout his career. 
But I think now it's one of those things where you got to really put something together that's going to gel and make sense for this team. Um, so he's going to have minutes that's probably diminished as far as the playoffs. I can see that happening for sure. Um, all the way down, I probably would start Reggie Jackson as the point guard. You know, um, That would probably be my number one goal. Um, knowing that Rondo is a caliber player that can play an all-star um, talent-wise um, for you in the playoffs, I would probably play Reggie or Rondo off the bench and put Reggie um, as a starting point guard. Uh, um, let's go on, though. Luke, Luke is definitely one guy that can definitely play in the playoff, um, but it depends, you know what I mean? He, he, he's timid and sometimes he's been playing really good right now, though, which is amazing. I think he's heard us talking about his contract <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> But uh, uh, for the most part, though, I think he's going to be hitting some big shots for us later on in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, it'll be really yeah, interesting I, to see I, to see how it how it plays yeah. out because, like you said, we've seen all of these guys are capable, and and like we said, maybe it depends on the matchup. And and I think one thing, at least fortunately for the Clippers, is we've seen whoever it is kind of be ready at any moment, which is a not always mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. But it might be a situation where, like you said, say if if Beverly and Rondo are getting the bulk of the point guard minutes, you know, can Reggie Jackson, if they need, come in for a five-minute stretch and perform? Can Luke Kennard come in for a five, ten-minute stretch and perform? I think they're going to need all of them yeah. at some point, but, uh, yeah, series to series, it might vary depending on who you're playing. If you need more of a defensive look, if you need more shooting, uh, at least, you know, it's it's a good problem to have, to have that, that many options and versatility. It's just going to be one that, uh, you know, Ty Lue will have to deal with in, in the locker room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, for sure, yeah, I think it, so. Yeah, it, it just it just works on the defense end more than anything as far as what you're going to get as far as the solidness of of the of the defense, you know. And these guys that that, that are playing defense now, if they continue to do that, they're going to see some window opening for them to get in that into the playoff role. Yeah, and I think you know it'll be as we said, we know it'll be interesting, but defensively what the best look is I think we know that of course Kawhi Paul George Marcus Morris and then you have either like you said Batum Zubats Ibaka one of those and then at the point guard spot there's great versatility there with you could go big with Terrence Mann you could go with a great defender in Beverly with a you know when he's locked in a great defender in Rondo so uh you know I wouldn't be shocked if I if Rondo was playing a lot of the the crunch time if he proves to be what we you know what we've seen in in past playoff performances but uh, but it'll be good that there's other options out there you know if someone's struggling uh you have a large portion of players to choose from in any given game which wouldn't you think that would probably be a little tough situation for for Tyrone Lou to actually put the pieces together to make it gel though right I would think so you got a task for sure yeah 100 percent, and especially with all the injuries that's why I mean of course sooner rather than later you'd like to be healthy but just in terms of him kind of figuring out those rotations with you know a couple of new guys in there as well you know you still have to find some comfort level with these guys who haven't played in a long time you want to have them get the rhythm back you want to have your rotations right so uh, you know the longer that guys are out the tougher that'll be on Tyron Lue Uh, so hopefully you know sometime here in early April uh, they're able to get into it and get themselves healthy and at least somewhat whole so so they can start to kind of play with what they think those rotations are going to be. For sure. All right, we know that the sure. uh, 
the Clippers are on this this nine game homestand. Mentioned they got they suffered their first loss in the homestand against the Magic, but um, the rest of the homestand uh, is filled with teams that are right there with them in contention or in the standings in the conference. It's a lot of teams that are in the fold for the Clippers. They play the Nuggets tomorrow night, which should be a great one. Uh, they have the Lakers on Sunday. It looks like the Lakers will still be without LeBron and AD, but they did, of course, add Andre Drummond, so that should be an interesting subplot there. You got the Blazers and, and, and the Suns, and then a couple of the uh, the worst teams in the league with the Rockets and the Pistons to close out that, that homestand. But a lot of really good teams and big tests uh, for the Clippers. Uh, mentioned they've been playing well. It'll be interesting to see they can keep that up against you know some of their their premier opponents coming up yeah you got some high volatile games and some you know what i mean some games that you definitely should be winning so as a mixture of those games it, it really determines your outcome of how you play and um what you bring to the table for sure if you can keep that at a at a smooth level basis as far as the the drive the energy and stuff like that and 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 how you move in that direction I think that's more um, of a weapon to have uh, at that point we got to see what the, what we're going to bring as far as the Clippers more than anything yeah yeah I, a lot of these games are are exciting for, for many different reasons of course the Clippers have already won a game versus the Nuggets this year but you know that one I think still resonates for, for the Clippers because of what happened in the playoffs last year and then you know it's always a, an exciting game when it's Clippers Lakers the Blazers, we know that you know they've been red hot, uh, and of course the Lillard Clippers thing has been fun for a while. And then the Phoenix game, which you know I don't know if we would have thought coming into the year, but right now Clippers are in the three spot, just right behind Phoenix, who's in the two spot. That could right there be a big determining game for you know who gets a higher seed in the playoffs. So I think that one's is is another one to circle on the calendar as well. True, 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 true. Yeah, gotta get these guys. Suns is playing really good, man. They playing really good. These these are guys. These are teams back in the day where you just scroll over. Now these guys are like really playing at a high level for sure. Chris Paul is playing amazing. Yeah, it's not yeah. not foreign to Clippers fans to see Chris Paul make an immediate impact, <laughs> but but he's doing it. So you know those are games that are big, and I think like we said, hopefully in these next couple of games we at least get to see the return of some people. It seems like Beverly and Rondo are close hopefully you know Ibaka Paul George those guys are back as well uh we can see them look somewhat whole and then kind of get a better gauge of, of what they have going forward but uh you know if they keep playing like they have in this past six seven game stretch uh, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism and confidence for them going forward 100% yep yep all right cool well <laughs> yes sir that that is, uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode. We want to let you know if you enjoy the show, find us uh, anywhere you get your podcast, but rate us on Apple Five Stars and uh, follow along my man Alex Acker on both Instagram and Twitter, at Ackright. Uh, and we will keep this thing rolling with, uh, as we said, a lot of big-time games coming up, so we'll break that all down in future episodes. But Alex, good stuff as always, and uh, we'll keep it going next week. Always. Let's go, baby, for sure. So that's it. Thanks for listening on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network, and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.